One, two, three. That was a weak clap. My clap is um, terrible. My clap was meaty. My clap is really bad. My clap. So normally it's like a, a single spike, but I cupped my hands enough that it had a little reverb to it. So it was like a thick, like a thick one. Mine was profoundly disappointing. I think you should leave this in at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Uh, hi. Hello. Welcome. Have you heard the good news about how apparently in this survey, 40% of Americans think that they could compete at the Olympics? What? (laughs) So, in this survey, (laughs) granted, really small sample size. Oh, Um, our names. I'm Kat slash Dylan and I use they, them pronouns. I'm Sophia, and I use she, her pronouns, dot, dot, dot. She, her, ellipses. Ellipses. Um. Um, so this article that I have for the BNA, it's from, it's from some local, it's from, like, a local news, um, I think in, like, it says Bennington up here, so we'll just go with that. Um... But, so, in a recent survey of 1,000 U.S. residents, 40% think they're fit enough to compete in at least one summer or winter sport at the Olympics. That includes three times as many men as women. 60% versus 22%. Yeah, that that checks out. (laughs) That, that, yeah, that, that checks out. Almost 70% of those respondents were under the age of 35. I guess that makes sense. Do you want to know what the most popular sports were? I want you to guess, actually, Um, what the most popular sports were. It's got to be, like, one of the ones that seems easy, right? Just, I really, really want you to guess. Um... Maybe, maybe diving? I think if you nope. haven't tried diving, you might think it's easy. It's not diving. Um, probably not surfing or skateboarding. Those are hard. No, no, no. Um, surfing and skateboarding were not... Arch? Downhill? No. Ka- but the, the, not kebab, bobsledding. <laughs> kebab? Kebab. It is called bobsledding. Bobsledding. That's my final bob guess. Bobsledding. Um, which, side note, um, if you haven't seen the movie Cool Runnings, just do yourself a favor and go watch the movie Cool Runnings. Mwah, a masterpiece of film. Easily within my top ten movies. It's so good. It's about the Jamaican bobsled team. How could you not love that movie? Incredible. It's so good. Would you like to know what the some of the most the the top three like most popular choices were? Um. Well, okay. If you so say like every physically fit athlete had some injury in any particular sport, mm-hmm. what sport do you think you could 
do. For me, I think, given my experience, if all of the people doing the horse jumping, the jumping specifically, cannot do dressage. As I have said, I'm a reformed horse girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could do the jumping. I did horse girl shit for many years. Mm-hmm. If all of the other athletes who were doing from the United States who were doing horses, horse stuff, if they all got, not died, I don't want them to die, but if they all got They all got injured, food poisoning. <laughs> they all ate something terrible and they all got food poisoning. And I was like, you know what, I'll volunteer for this. And, or maybe I got, maybe I, maybe that guy's TikTok came true and I got drafted for mm-hmm. the horses. I think I could, I think I could do it and I wouldn't fall off. Bare minimum, right? Mm-hmm. That's me. Yeah. That's what I um, think I could do. Bare minimum, I could finish any of the swimming events. I wouldn't necessarily meddle in them, but I could finish <laughs> them. I could certainly the- make it to the end. Okay. You know what? I think I could also finish some of the swimming. Um. I could finish. I, I could finish them. But, so, so 70% of, so, so, 40, but these are people who think they're fit enough to, like, compete. I'm not saying I'm fit enough to compete. I know I'm not. Yeah. I, like, every once in a while I think about, like, if there's a sport where, like, if I got dual citizenship, if I could compete for, like, Greece. <laughs> these are like these are like people who think that they're like I'm fit enough to compete and like keep up with is what I am assuming that this is what they say, right? Mm-hmm. That they are fit enough to compete in at least one summer or winter sport at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like, competition is different from, like, barely scraping. Competition is different than staying on the horse. Yeah. Like, I could stay on the horse, no problem. Um, the most popular choices were basketball, soccer, and swimming. Interesting. So, like, the swimming one I get for people who are like, I think I could swim the event. Mm-hmm. Come in dead last. Yeah. But, like, maybe people are like, yeah, I could I could beat Caleb Dressel or... Like, blah, 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 blah. No, you fucking couldn't. Mm-hmm. No, you couldn't. <laughs> no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. But, like, the basketball and the soccer one really, really tickle me particularly because, like, I'm sorry. Are these people... These are the same people who are like, yeah, I could score a point against Venus or Serena Williams. In Jesus. your dreams. In your dreams. Because there was that, like, study that came out a while ago that were like, that was, like, 70% of men under 40 think that they could score a point against Serena or That's Venus Williams. men, a lot of men, are stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, so, here's a, alongside one amusing respondent who believes that they can actually make the cut in any one sport that is not stressful. So that's somebody who said that they could make the cut in any sport that's not stressful. What the hell does that mean? I think they're all pretty stressful. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the other highlights from this. 
uh, article. Oh, a lot of people think that they could do the rock climbing. No, no, you couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, you couldn't. Um. Mm-hmm. They think they could do the rock climbing, but they also think it shouldn't be an event. Interesting. They're like, yeah, it's really intense or whatever, but it shouldn't be an event at the Olympics. Which is interesting. Interesting. Anyway, so that's all I have to really say about this. Um, but really, like, 40... It, it's shocking to me that, like, 40% are like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that, no problem. New problem, new problem, Are you sorry? I am. I'm trying to get my article because I want to send you. I'm working on it. Um, okay. I can go. I can go. Do you want to go first? I. Or? I'm gonna go first. I'm very excited. I got it to work. Okay. Um. I can tell you're excited. I'm very excited. There's a video, and I want you to see it. Um, okay. So I am going to. Do you want me to put it in the Discord and you can click yeah, it? Yeah, you can put it. You can put it in our Discord. I just like. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. Here's my. I want to be very clear. I do not think I could compete at the Olympics. I want to make that crystal clear to everyone. I could only compete. I could only be at the Olympics if everybody else got food poisoning. And this isn't just like all of the athletes. Who are already there. This is all of the athletes who are there. And who could have possibly been eligible. That's insane. Okay sorry. Um, I'm going to put it in the discord for you to click on it. (laughs) It's been like thousands. Thousands of people would have had to get food poisoning. In order for me to compete at the Olympics. Um, Look at the video. Okay. You didn't put it in the articles. I'm thing. sorry. Excuse me. Did it work? I just saw the headline. Ah. I hate you. Um, can you share for the class what just happened? <laughs> Cat just rickrolled me. <laughs> I put so much effort into making that rickroll, that custom rickroll link. Um, so my story this week comes to us from the Washington Post. I can't pause it. <laughs> I hate you. It comes to the Washington Post. It is by Travis M. Andrews. Rick Rowling. I hate you. Uh, the enduring power of Rick that. Rowling. Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up surpasses a billion views on YouTube. Holy shit. Uh, you never expect it, even after all this time. Uh, maybe a buddy sends you a link to a video of Steph Curry draining three after three. I would just like to say that the headline that you sent me uh-huh. was very good. Yeah. Was Florida man bitten by shark in knee deep water. I went to animal headlines. That's a real headline. Um, oh, is it really? Yeah. I like went to, I went to news websites to find a real headline to put into my fake link. Um, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you so uh, much. Perhaps someone excitedly forwards the new Dune trailer. 
where a friend really wants you to see a clip of a puppy that's befriending a duckling. Do all of these redirect to Never Gonna Give You Up? They do. All three of those links that are embedded in this article redirect to Never Gonna Give You Up. You get excited. You forget your cybersecurity training. You don't check the link. You just click. Just like you that, said. you're treated to denim on denim, bad lip syncing, and a tidal wave of 80s nostalgia as your speakers unexpectedly belt. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let. It's the course. Careful, we're gonna get. Um, we're gonna get. I will say, there. for the record, when you click on a ripple, very rarely is it at the chorus. Generally, it's the. It's the very beginning of the song. Yeah. You've been rickrolled. Uh, since 2007, rickrolling has been one of the internet's most enduring pranks. The conceit is simple enough. Someone says in the link that appears to be a video, news clip, article, or really anything. But the recipient is instead treated to the music video for Rick Astley's 1987 hit, Never Gonna Give You Up. The other day I was talking to somebody, and I referenced, this wasn't the other day, this was ages ago, but I was talking to somebody and I referenced Rick Rowling, and she was like, oh, I love Rick Astley, I'm so glad that the young people still like him. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's huh? not what I was referring to, but sure. Um... It's become so popular that on April Fool's Day alone, the video received more than 2.3 million views. Are you kidding me? Uh, at the end of July, the official version of the video surpassed 1 billion views on YouTube, a rare feat for a pre-internet music video. It's only the fourth most... It's only fourth from the, the 1980s to... Re it's only the fourth from the 1980s to reach that rare status along with Michael Jackson's Billie Jean, Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine, and AHA's Take On Me. Damn. Uh, like one of those, <laughs> one of those, <laughs> one of these is not like the other. <laughs> and it's, and it's Take On Me. Oh, man. Um, like so many internet phenomena, it's impossible to trace the origin of the prank. YouTuber Eric Helwig has claimed that he performed the first Rickroll in 2006, though his was offline. He allegedly called into a local sports radio show and played the song instead of speaking. I only picked that song because I really like the song, he said. It's a great 1980s song that's fun to laugh at in the best way, uh, he told online magazine Mel. There's nothing more to it than that. Around the same time, Christopher Poole, the creator of the anonymous message board 4chan, um, developed a program to Sorry. change the word egg to duck on the site as a gag. Every time somebody wrote egg roll, it would appear as duck roll. But, what? But, sure. Why? Uh, eventually, somebody created a, a duck on wheels. I'm going to click the link and see if it redirects me to never going to give you up. Nope. It's, it's a gif. It's a picture of a duck on wheels. Um, nice. It soon became a common prank to pull the link bait and switch, and have it unexpectedly appear on someone's screen in a practice called duck rolling. Because oh. it was a duck on reels. Uh, credit mm -hmm. for combining these two ideas generally goes to Sean Cotter. Sean Cotter. It was 2007 and the first trailer for the highly anticipated video game Grand Theft Auto 4 crashed because of too much traffic. The then 19-year-old Cotter, who was stationed in Korea with the Air Force, posted a fake link claiming to be another version of the trailer, but it brought the user to the now infamous song. But why that song? In 2011, Reddit AMA, or Ask Me Anything, in a 2011 Reddit AMA, 
Cotter, who referred to himself as the one who inadvertently became the biggest troll on the internet, suggested that choosing Astley's hit was arbitrary. I was downloading hits from 1987, my birth year, from America and Britain, he wrote. This was the one currently playing, and I decided that it had the wow factor to pull people in. He swept through the inter- it swept through the internet with a sounding speed, leaping from 4chan to more mainstream social media websites. Eventually, the concept of Rickrolling smashed through its digital boundaries and entered the real world. Uh, days after a video of a video featuring Tom Cruise promoting Scientology appeared on YouTube in 2011, mass protesters gathered around Scientology buildings in Seattle, Hollywood, and London, where they held up boomboxes and blared Astley's hit. Eleven My years God. later, <laughs> sorry, this yeah. this article takes many a twist. Yeah. I I had heard that it hit a billion views, and then I saw this article about the history of Rickrolling, and I had to. I it's love Rickrolling. It's very good. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just, every time this article is mentioned 4chan, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah? Yuck. For real. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm really excited about this next bit. 11 years later, the San Diego Padres tricked visiting Red Sox fan into thinking Petco Park was having a sing-along to Sweet Caroline, only to have the video for Never Gonna Give You Up pop on on the stadium's billboard. Cruel. That is cruel. Very good, but very cruel. Uh, But what exactly makes this funny? (laughs) That's a great question, because I think it's hilarious. It's a really good question. Um, For this part, Ashley seems to have taken the prank in stride. Oh, I skipped a paragraph. But what exactly makes this funny? Part of early internet humor's appeal is its absurdist nature. That that it's impossible to describe why it's funny is the entire point of Rickrolling. There we go. I'm sure you could delve deep into, like, kind of unexpectedness and memes. It's also the surprise of it all. I mean, there's... I'm happy we've moved away from sort of the, like top text, bottom text memes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see a bumper sticker the other day. Somebody was like, I'm going to make a bunch of random bumper stickers. I did see one the other day that featured, you know, like top text, bottom text kind of, it wasn't a picture, but mm-hmm. the bumper sticker said, and I, it was like just a plain, the background was just blue. And then the, the, <laughs> the top part said, my child is a failure, bottom text. <laughs> 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 and I don't know why that just really uh, my child really... is a failure it took two vet techs to hold her still to give her her rabies vaccination and she bit the vet it just was so I don't know why that That's just made me laugh. incredible I don't know why that just made me laugh so much but the top text that my child is a failure and then bottom text. <laughs> it just made me laugh so much. But I am honestly really happy we've moved away from the like picture of like do you remember like achievement baby or whatever? Yeah. And then top text, bottom text. I'm so happy we've moved away I from will like say, that kind of I prefer format. those to rage comics. I hate rage oh my comics. God, I hate rage comics. They're awful. I will say we have reached a point in like internet Mm-hmm culture and like meme culture where the amount of like understanding you have to have for certain memes yeah these days i'm just thinking about our most recent episode 
where um, I bring up DJ Khaled. <laughs> Unlike DJ Khaled. Well, you can um, extrapolate. Well, if listen, if you know, you know. And, well, let's just say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he knows. Um, uh, for his part, Astley seems to have taken the prank in stride, pointing out to Rolling Stone that the meme helped I introduce bet, him. I bet Rick Astley. What? I, I bet Rick Astley. I bet he knows. I bet. I, I will say a lot of his um, uh, more recent work is very overtly Christian and very absurd. Oh. Not no, absurd. Never mind. Unsettling. Where was that? There's, hang on. I'm going to, you keep reading. I'm going to try to find, there's a Tumblr post. And I don't often say that, but there is a Tumblr post that I feel like talks, like references this perfectly. <laughs> oh. No? Was it that? Let me see if I can. Um, he pointed out to Rolling Stone that the meme helped introduce him to a new generation while reminding an older one of his glory days. It's done me a lot of good, probably. The thing is, it's not personal to me, even though I know it's me, and that it's my name in the title of Rickrolling. It's that video that I'm in. It's that song that's mine. But it could have been anybody. If someone had messed up, messed around with it and cut it up and make it, made, it, made me look stupid. I mean, I look pretty stupid anyway in that video. But if it was nasty, then I'd probably be pissed off. But it's not. It's good fun. Um, he's also taken to real-life Rickrolling, the crowning moment coming during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2008, a float themed after the Cartoon Network scene Foster's Home, imaginary Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends ambled to a stop. Then the puppets began singing. Then comes a record scratch. And who, who pops out in a fitted peacock and black gloves but Astley singing, well, you know. I got paid a bunch of money to do it. I'm honest enough to admit it, he later told Yahoo News about the parade. <laughs> I've tried really hard not to embrace the rickrolling thing, but to be crude about it, there have been times when people have just offered me so much money. <laughs> and maybe I had Good a roof, for him. Maybe I had a leaky roof that week or whatever, so I've just gone with it. Good for him. Uh, he's kept at it, appearing with the Foo Fighters at 2017's Summer Sonic Festival music festival in japan hey friend of the podcast and performing a mashup of his famous tune and nirvana's smells like teen spirit what 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 i'm gonna have to watch that later um how do you spell hierarchy higher it doesn't matter no i'm not gonna be able to I am not going to be able to find this post. It's like air-archy. Um, I'm just going to have to really go deep, deep into my... I'm sure I didn't tag it. Mm. And it's from a long time ago. So we're just going to be scrolling for a little okay. while. After the music video reached a billion views, he released a limited edition 7-inch record of the song. and he, um, Which is unfortunately much harder to rick roll some women. He also posted on Twitter, dubbing the accomplishment as mind-blowing. The world is a wonderful and beautiful place, and I am very lucky, he added. You can see his reaction here. How much you want to bet it's a rickroll? Yep. So yeah, um, I was hoping we could tell our very iconic rickrolling story. If you remember, back when we had a radio show. I don't. We had a local... 
town radio, a, a radio show when we were in high school um, for like our high school's internet radio. Um, and we uh, really, really hyped up one week that we had. This was when you, you know exactly when this was because oh, it's when now I remember. Victorious I- came out the week before the Panic at the Disco song Victorious came out. We said that we had a like a special preview version of the song because we were a radio they had, station. They had released like six seconds of the song. Yep. To be clear. They 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 had released six seconds of the song. So we hyped up that we were gonna be playing a preview of Victorious on our radio show, told everybody we knew, they told their friends, posted about it on social media. Um and then ma'am? Kindly remove yourself from my computer. Um, and then we played the first six seconds that had been posted on like Instagram or whatever and faded into Never Gonna Give You Up. And we got so, we got more Collins that night than we ever did when we were doing like Collins on our show. Oh, yeah. And it was like total. Um, and it was just people being mad at us about Rick rolling them. And it makes me yep. proud to this day. Makes me really happy, honestly. I now I am remember now I do in fact remember. It was whose idea was was that your it idea? It must have been your idea. Cause I didn't know that Victorious was coming out. What is your favorite kind of like fake link? Because there's a couple. In Like in general? Yeah, there's like get gnomed and get stick bugged lol. Um <laughs> I, th- I gotta go with Rickroll because it's a classic. I think I have to go with getting Rickroll. But I, I do appreciate... So vis- yeah. Oh, sorry. It's so visceral. Like, you get so excited. I remember before one of my, like, favorite bands... This is back when I was, like, super... I still really like Vampire Weekend, but this is back when I was, like, a wee lass. Mm-hmm. And right before they were releasing their, like, third album or something, which still slaps, by the way... Um, and my friend sent me, they were, she was like, oh, here's a link to the single or whatever. And I was like, holy shit. And I got fucking Rickrolled. It's like, it gets, the thing is, not only does it get me every time, it hurts just as much every single time. Um, I remember, so I used to do Rocky Horror when I was in college. And um, they would do a thing that was like kind of the warm up act is they would, take us like generally it was a song from a Disney movie but it wasn't always but just like something and um make it sexual (laughs) and the joke was like ruining blank piece of media and one director one year was like so normally we ruin the media but what if we ruined the pre-show and so it began with I believe it it began with a whole new world from Aladdin and then somebody grabs Aladdin and drags him off stage, and then it's Rick Astley. Oh my god. And we rickrolled the audience and threw condoms at them. That's pretty great. It's just, like, there's nothing... It It's so old. Like, Get Stinkbug Lol is new. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are new. It, it's so old, you would expect it not to work anymore. Yeah. You know? That's the thing. But my... My favorite time that I've been Rickrolled, and it keeps working on me, 
there are many, many fake audios on TikTok that are never going to give you up. And people, people be like, listen, literally, if you use this audio, I don't even care if it's ironic. You like, I have no respect for you. How dare you? Is like what people say. And then they attach the audio. And then if you go through the audio, you can't hear the audio because everyone's just talking about how upset they are that people are using the audio. And then if you go and you listen to the audio, it's never going to give you up. Yeah. It got me today. Yeah. Yep. It gets me so many. It, it keeps getting me. I guess that's why it has a billion views. Yeah. I just, I appreciate that people were like, this is this funky 80s song. It can still get it. <laughs> this this funky 80s song slaps and also is a funny prank. You want to know what the thing is, though? What? I don't think I've ever listened to the entirety of Never Gonna Give You Up, except for when we played it <laughs> for our show. Um, I know all the words. <laughs> like, I know the words. They're in, like, it's impossible not to if you've been alive. Yeah. I, I, whenever I get Rickrolled, not always, like, if I'm in, if I'm in the middle of something, I'm not gonna derail my day. But when I get Rickrolled, a lot of times, if I have the time, I'll just sit through it. Whoever, whoever Rickrolled me, if they tricked me, they earned me sitting through it, you know? Huh. We're different people. Yeah. I mean, that was a given, but like... <laughs> this is actually just a podcast of one person talking to themselves. <laughs> we, we are actually the same person. That's oh. why you've never seen us in the same room together. <laughs> that's why this podcast isn't also a visual podcast. Um, that's actually the, the plot of that movie. What movie? <laughs> that was, you want me to kill him? God. I think that was the plot of that movie. I think we have to watch that movie at some point and, like, do a review of it. Like, oh, yeah. We haven't talked about it as much as we've talked about The Meg. I mean, it's it's not The Meg. It's a bad movie. It's, it's, it is a bad movie. I loved when we watched The Meg with your parents and your dad spent the entire movie just saying that it was basically just Jaws. I thought you were <laughs> going to kill him. I, it came pretty close. <laughs> it was really funny to me. I just wanted him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, if you're listening to this podcast, not outside, I'm, he's sitting in the living room, but if you're listening to this podcast, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, I appreciated your commentary. <laughs> um. My father is incapable of closing his mouth for five seconds. Uh-huh. I wonder where I get it from. <laughs> uh, speaking, speaking of the Meg, we're going to be, hello, welcome to the middle bit. Um. We're going to be on a different podcast, or we already were. We haven't recorded it yet. Um, Wow, time is so weird. Time isn't real. I I don't know what day they post. Theoretically, by the time this is up, the episode... Saturday, Sunday, or Monday? Maybe. What day are we recording? Fucking Sunday. I think they post on Monday. Um, Usually. Yeah. So maybe, maybe... After this goes up, maybe before. Who knows when I'm going to post this? I haven't been super punctual this summer. It's summer and time is fake. Um, anyway, why am I holding my microphone? I was like... Yeah. Who 
who's to anyway we're gonna be on our friend of the podcast but like really because he's been on the podcast uh really like a true not in like a um, not in a famous person way or we just really like him um should we say Dwayne the Rock Johnson friend of the podcast yeah absolutely should we put him in friend of the podcast status yeah I'd have him on the podcast I hey you know dream podcast guests are Jason Statham and The Rock together same <laughs> podcast just two shiny bald men throw back when your parents kept saying that Jason Statham's pretty hot for a bald guy <laughs> throw back to when my dad kept calling him <laughs> David Strathane <laughs> I don't think my dad, for the entirety of the time we were watching the movie, got his name right. <laughs> not one time. Not one single time. Anyway, we are going to be on J- our friend Jack's podcast. It's Jack called... Play, Exiting Through the 2010s. Yes. Thank God the Meg came out in the 2010s. Otherwise, yeah. what would we do? What would we do? Um, Pick a different movie, I guess. God. What, what, what world... What are they going to... D- Imagine a world where this podcast was obsessed with a different movie. Oh, God. What are they going to do when they run out of movies from the 2010s? I doubt that'll happen. happen. (laughs) How many movies do you think were made in the 2010s? Um, that's a really good question. Are you Googling it? I'm going to Google it. Hang on. I have my keyboard with me. My big one. We can have clicky noises. The 2010, no. And 2019, there we go. Um. Oh god, this is not. There, there's not gonna be just a number. There's too many. Um. I googled how many movies were released in the 2010s, and BBC said... There were 500 released in 2009, uh, like, alone. Oh, sorry, sorry. 538 in 2010, 601 in 2000... They're not gonna... They're never gonna run out of movies. Yeah. Um, they run out of movies in, like, 30 years. Uh, film in the they're 2010s, to watch a lot of the decade that changed movies, film though. forever. That's what... That's what... That's what uh, the BBC says. There you go. About how many movies there podcast. were. Anyway, they have. We're gonna be on it. A, we're gonna be on it. They have a podcast. Jack's my friend. I don't really <laughs> never met Clay. It's we're gonna be talking about the Meg because obviously shocking, shockingly. Um, when Jack Jack asked me, he was like, "What movie would you and Cat?" I'm sure I've said this story before on the podcast. He was like, "What movie would you and Cat want to talk about?" And I was like, "I don't know." Um. Um. Like, the Meg. I was like, do you want a serious answer? Like, what movie would we, like, seriously want to talk about? Like, as people, as, like, people who enjoy the media of, like, film as art? Or do you want to know what movie we would have a fucking blast talking about? Like, do you want to know what movie we would actually, like, love to fucking talk about? He was like, I don't know, you pick. And I was like, the Meg, the fucking Meg. We're watching the Meg. We're watching the Meg. <laughs> was pretty much my reaction. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't snort, but... Um... <laughs> Listen, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Uh, the Meg is not an Oscar film, but it does what it does very well. And what it does it's... is be a movie about a big fucking shark. It's a kaiju film. It is a kaiju film. It is a film about a big fucking shark. You know what movie we need to watch? It's, uh, Sand Sharks? Yes. I was actually just going to say, like, whatever the first Godzilla movie is. Like, the very chronologically? Like, the one that came out? Whatever like, one was made first. Like, 19... The one that one's in, like, 19... Like, ye old monster movie one. Ye oldie monster movie one. Okay. Yeah, I'd watch that. And then we can think about Lobzilla. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um... <laughs> um. So, Sal. Sal. Oh, other things in the middle bit. Um, because it continues and is still the news. Again, I'm just going to say again, 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 a thousand times over and over and over again. Again, not good news, but it is the news. Mm-hmm. Stopline3.org. Go there. Everything, all of the resources you need to do all the stuff you can do from your home. It's all right there. Mm-hmm. Organizing, activism, donating, petitions, talking to your representatives. It's all right there. Um, water is life. We can't live without it. We are sponsored by water every week. Um, literally, it's like we need to preserve natural spaces and you know, as two white content creators, mm-hmm. I think it's our duty. I don't know. I I don't. I. It's what we should do. It is. It is what we should do to do what we can to talk about this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Line three. Again, 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 again. Yeah. Stopline3.org. Um, it's very important because, as we all know, you need water to survive. Yeah. That was me loudly drinking some water. Slurp. Um, are, do, are you ready for a headline without context? I feel like I had something else. I was going to say, but I cannot remember. Um, I have two. They're both very funny, just to me. <laughs> um, first of all, from Gizmodo, the FAA changed its definition of astronaut on the same day Jeff Bezos went to space. Fuck yeah, you told me about this? This is so fucking funny to me. They changed it I don't know if it was actually to just, like, fucking exclude Jeff Bezos and other billionaires going to space. Mm. Um, But, yeah, you have to contribute something to space safety to be an astronaut now. Or there's, like, a better way to say that. Um, But are you ready for another headline? 
Yes. This is a science headline. It comes from the Washington Post. Um, I'm going to refresh the page so it will let me see the headline. No? Okay. Um, uh, Hermit crabs sexually excited by plastic pollution in the ocean. Excuse me? Can't read the article because the Washington Post wants me to pay money. But uh, yeah, hermit crabs (laughs) are horny for plastic. Excuse me. Hermit crabs are, quote, sexually excited by plastic pollution in the ocean. Excuse me. I don't like that. Um, what does that mean? I'm sorry. Can you tell me what that, what does that mean? Um, sorry. Just a quick comment. <laughs> just a quick comment about, like, what um a chemical additive found in plastics pollution ocean waters might be sexually exciting to crabs researchers say oh boy oh boy apparently the it's olamide is the plastic chemical thing um it increases the respiration rate of hermit crabs indicating excitement and attraction Oh boy. Um, and uh, hermit crags are attracted to Olamid. Hermit crabs show a behavioral ast- attraction comparable to their response to feeding stimulant around potential mates. Apparently, this plastic makes them feel like they're doing coke in front of a hot lady, hermit crab. Oh my god. I don't know what to say anymore. Science is so cool. These hermit crabs be boned up, I guess. They're they're horny for plastic. What the fuck? That's um, so whatever. Uh, if okay. you want to kink shame, kink shame some crabs, recycle. Oh my god. <laughs> that should go on a fucking t-shirt. Recycle to recycle kink shame crabs to kink shame. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was a little I, bit. Can I just say a quick, can I just, mm-hmm. quick thing. Quick thing. Quick um, complaint to, to big journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, not that they're ever going to hear this. Mm-hmm. But. 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 New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, LA Times, Boston Globe. You get like four free articles a month and then everything else is behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. When things like Daily Beast, Breitbart, Fox News, all of these like right-wing media conglomerates who that are full of misinformation, mm-hmm. um, none of them are ever, ever ever behind a paywall yeah so like where the hell do you think people are getting their information from when the first like five articles are from you know big journalism yeah and then the first free one that they're able to click on is from a heavily biased news source not to say that those news sources aren't biased because everybody writing has a bias but Mm -hmm. But, 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 it's like, 
everything is propaganda. Everything is trying to convince you of something, but know what they're trying to sell you. Exactly. It's just like when people who otherwise wouldn't be reading that stuff. Yeah. And who are otherwise sort of like jump the line oh, between. Oh, I have a suggestion. Like, Sorry, you keep going. I, I need to look this up. Um, who like jump the line between, you know, like generally what we'd consider like Republican and Democrat. Yeah. Are like trying to get news online or like look up a story and all of the ones that they see are behind paywalls and maybe they don't know to be able to fact check everything that they're reading. They, uh, the first article that they're able to click on that's free is from Breitbart. Yeah. Um. Sorry, that's just, again, not good news, but it is the news. It's just, like, something I've noticed recently and that's been, like, really bothering me. Yeah. Um, if you... So, for one of one right-wing media that is especially per- pernicious, is that the word I'm looking yeah. for? Is yeah. PragerU. Um, oh, God. <laughs> there is currently a group working to create videos that are similar to PragerU in terms of style, but uh, are concise five-minute videos. Um, uh, fuck. Here, I'm just going to read the description from the YouTube channel. We're building the infrastructure to beat right-wing propaganda outlets like PragerU on their own turf with concise five-minute videos from authoritative presenters, uh, from Bernie Sanders to Chelsea Manning, we're pushing non-traditional audiences to the left. And to fight a behemoth like PragerU, um, we need you on board. Join us. You don't have to give them money. Um, they've got millions of subscribers. Um, sorry, they've got millions of views, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But I would check out their videos because they're pretty good. It's the Gravel Institute on YouTube. I don't know if you've heard of them. I have not. Um, it's founded by a bunch of like... It's, I'm trying to remember, like, who, because I originally saw, like, people talking about it on TikTok. Um, oh, side note, sponsored by water. Drink your water. You need it. Um, Kat, yeah. I say, would you like to hear my article? Yes. Oh. The new dinosaur. Oh. oh, wait, but before I forget, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would check out the, the Gravel Institute. It's very interesting. They've had Bernie Sandler's on. They've had lots of other people. Um, they had uh, Richard Wolf, who writes about economics. And I've read some of his stuff. It's very dense. But he's he was in a five-minute video explaining why capitalism isn't reducing global poverty. Um, yep. Cool. Shall we... Yeah. Would you like to Oh, and it has line? David Cross in a lot of the videos. That's where I was going nice. with this. Nice. He's Do you know who David, who I'm talking about who David Cross yeah, is? Yeah, the comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I wasn't sure if you so, were yes ending cuz I do like David Cross. I think he's fun. No, he's good. Yes. Arrested Development. Yes. Very, very good. Um new dinosaur just dropped. <gasps> Um, whenever I'm having trouble finding, like, something to read, mm-hmm. my one of my tried and true fallbacks is, in fact, the Smithsonian Magazine. Mm-hmm. So, this article comes to us from the F- Smithsonian Magazine. 
Nudinosaur just dropped. That's not the name of the article, but I figured that's how I would introduce it. Giant dragon-like flying fossil discovered in Australia. Fuck! Yes! Yeah. Of course it's from fucking Australia. Of course it's from Australia, yeah. A rare specimen reveals a new species of pterosaur with a staggering... Guess how many feet its wingspan is. It said staggering, so it's gotta be big. Cats holding up their arms. <laughs> like I'm like I'm trying to become one with this ancient dinosaur. I'm gonna say twenty foot wingspan. <gasps> You're very close. Twenty-three feet. That's wingspan. a big fucking wingspan. Which is great because I don't have a frame of reference. That is four times my wingspan. My wingspan well, it's it's a little less than four times my wingspan. My wingspan is six foot one. Damn. How many Michael Phelpses is that? Um, Michael Phelps's wingspan is around seven feet, I think. Um, oh my god, I, long boy. I measured my wingspan when I was 14 and really into swimming because I wanted to compare and contrast with Michael Phelps. <laughs> You're valid. Um, from, this article is from Corn. Corn? Corn. C-O-R-R-Y-N. C O R R Y N Y N Corin Corin Maybe Um Wetzel Wetzel Um around a hundred and five million years ago a giant winged reptile soared over mo- modern day Australia. This creature in the newest member of the in- extinct clad clade clade. Hmm. We'll just skip over that. Um, of flying reptiles called pterosaurs, uh, and it's the continent's largest ever flying reptile, according to a new study published by the Journal of Vertebrate, Vertebrate Paleontology. So, um, the- I wanted to see the artist rendition of these big, beautiful beasts, and they look like they're wearing little hats. They, yeah, they, they do kind of look like they're wearing little hats. Um, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm just actually, very excited about this. I'm gonna struggle when they actually come up with the name of when I come across the name of this actual, the actual name of this dinosaur. Boy, oh boy, it's gonna be like falling down the stairs. Um, it's the closest thing we have to a real life dragon. Tim Richards, at the University of Queensland, PhD, candidate and study co-author, said in a statement. Uh, get on its back, fucking Amelia Clark. Go right around. She was Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Mm. God, don't even fucking get me started on that show. I hate it. I would love okay, to be friends on. with a dragon. Moving on. Um, in addition, oh, here, for frame of reference, in addition to its school bus length wingspan, the creature had three foot had a three foot long skull with a pointed snout and forty sharp teeth. This pterosaur likely lived and hunted for fish near the Ergomanga Inland Sea. Nailed it. Um, a large inland sea that once occupied much of eastern Australia during the early Cretaceous period. I know paleontological periods because i used to like dinosaurs either listen okay wait hang on 
either I used to like dinosaurs. I've talked about this before yes. during the last time we talked about dinosaurs. Either I used to really like dinosaurs or I was friends with somebody who really liked dinosaurs. But I was four years old and I can't remember. I really like the <laughs> practical dinosaur effects in Jurassic Park. My brother I wish they is, had done more practical effects in Jurassic World. My brother was talking to me about this, and I, um, it was going in one ear and out the other. I was also talking because, to you about this earlier this week. Well, but when you talk, here's the thing: you're not my brother. Mm. Um, sorry, Gabe. <laughs> um, this is a great quote. <laughs> It wasn't built to eat broccoli, Richard says. <laughs> Richard tells Royce Kermelovs Kermel- of the Guardian it would have been a fearsome sight. The, the fossil was found in the north in northwest Queensland over a decade ago. Researchers weren't able to prove it was a new species until now. There are over 200 species of pterosaur ranging from 16 foot tall. Oh boy. Here we go. Falling down the stairs. Ooh boy. Um send me the link. I want to look at the I want to look at the words. It's in the Discord. Excellent. Um Sokolakis. Nope. That's not even close. Q et Zalacolus. Sure. To the sparrow-sized... <gasps> tiny! Baby. Tiny! Little baby! Little baby bird! To the sparrow-sized... Anargonathus. Nope. Swing and a miss. Anargonathus. Anargonathus. Oh, you're Greek. You do this. Um, And I believe the 16-foot-tall one was... Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus? Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus. That makes so much more sense. My brain looked at that word and said, too many vowels, but also too many consonants. Too too many of each takes them away. Unlike the feathered birds they share the sky with, they shared the sky with, uh, pterosaurs stayed aloft on membrane wings stretched between their fingers. Oh, like Ooh, bats. You fingers. fingers. Right? University... Bats, bats have membrane wings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the University of Queensland team that made the discovery deduced the reptile's size and unique species characteristics from its jaw. They. Fuck me, god damn. They named the new pterosaur. Uh oh. Thapungaka Shawi? think you are correct. Thapungaka Shawi, incorporating words from the now extinct language of the Wanamara Nation. One of the one of Australia's first in one of Australia's indigenous first peoples groups. That's really cool. Yeah. The genus name Thapungaka Thap Thapungaka incorporates Thapun Oh, Tabun. Th- tabun. Should have read that earlier. Tabun, Naga, Ngaka, Ngaka. I realize now that the artist rendition of the dinosaur I was looking at was a different dinosaur. Now that I'm looking at the article. This man does not have the hat that I was picturing. 
I think there it goes. if I were to live in an era in a fantasy realm where people had pet dinosaurs, I would want it to that be would not go well. a flying dinosaur. Yeah, probably. Like, okay. I don't keep birds, but if I could ride a bird, I would have a bird, you know? That makes sense. Okay. Granted, the... I don't have a horse either, and you can ride a horse. <laughs> yeah, but... Listen, again, as somebody who rode horses, it would be way more fun to have a horse that could fly. Yeah. I Like, I would still be a horse girl if my horse could fly. I think the saddest part for me growing up, when I came to the, the like, I came to an age where I, like, knew that I was never going to get to go to Hogwarts, I was most sad about not getting to ride a hippogriff. Yeah. <laughs> like, everything else is fine, but, like... That scene in Prisoner of Azkaban, where he's riding a hippogriff, that is there's true freedom about, and true happiness. There's, there's something about, like, all media in which somebody is riding a big creature. A flying creature, specifically. A big flying creature. That's just, like, damn. I want to do that. I want to do that. I did. I was at this... That is the only. That is the only good part. As somebody who several years ago, like two, three years ago for a school project. Um, I rewatched James Cameron's Avatar mm. 2009. Like the, it does not hold up. I will just say that. Ah, uh, yes. The, b- the colonizer movie. <laughs> Colonialism, the movie. Colonialism, the movie. White savior, the movie. Yeah. Um, we'll say mo- tech behind it. Very cool. Tech behind it, super cool. The parts of that movie that do hold the up. The world that, like, that they created the, in a virtual the, space and then filmed with virtual cameras, fucking exquisite. The world building for that movie is, if you ever look into, like, the actual world building for that movie, it's fucking crazy the amount of work that put, they went into doing the actual world building. But, I will say, but. They developed a um, new method of CG creation. Literally, so the what I was going to say is the scenes that still shockingly are able to give me chills, that were able to give me chills in that movie were the scenes where he rides the like flying reptile creatures yeah. on that planet. And I was like, damn, man, I want to do that. Yeah. Um. That movie sucks. <laughs> but, but I want to, but I want to ride a big reptile. Come on. I who would, doesn't want to do that? Anyway, I would love to ride a Tabun Gaga. Tabun Gaga. Tabun Gaga. Yeah. Um, so the, I think we should just, yeah, yeah. I feel like we are, we are totally butchering this. Okay. Well, there's um, a, there's a they, pronunciation guide. Yeah. And we're using the not, pronunciation guide. We are, yeah. The, um, the Wanamara, the, the Wanamara words for spear and mouth, respectively. Uh, the study offers Steve... Salt is it Sal- Salisbury Salisbury or I think it's Sal- Salisbury. It Salisbury like a Salisbury steak. Ah, a paleontologist at the University of Queensland tells the Science Alert. Science alerts Michael Starr. Michelle. Thank you. <laughs> My brain saw the first two, first four letters, and just completed yeah. the rest of it. I do that. Um, because they have brittle, lightweight bones, um, it's challenging to find a ta- uh, 
Because they have brittle, lightweight bones, it's challenging to find pterosaur fossils in Australia or anywhere else in the world. As a result, much of their lives are mysteries to paleontologists. Pterosaurs don't preserve well, Richards tells the Guardian. Most of these things fell into the sea on death. And like Icarus. God. Fell from the sky and died. And and were eaten by the Meg. Um, And were gobbled up by predatory beasts in the sea. Maybe the Meg. Maybe the Meg, who knows. And a lot of them would never have made it to the sea floor to start the fossilization process. Just last month, a research team from the UK learned that a baby pterosaur can fly within hours or minutes of hatching from from their gull-sized eggs. So, Hmm. by gull-sized eggs, do they mean that the eggs are the size of a seagull, or that the eggs are the size of seagull eggs? That's a very good question. I assume the latter, because why would you measure uh, an egg by the size of a bird, you know? Yeah, it's fair. Um, One of the interesting aspects of the Tapungaka Shawi fossil discovery, says Salisbury, to... John Parton, why are there so many names, um, of the courthouse news, is the evidence of matching bony, sorry, I thought that, I really thought it said bonery, and I was like, that's a new word I've never heard before, um, bony crests on the reptile's lower and upper jaw. These crests probably played a role in flight dynamics of the creatures, and hopefully further research will deliver more definitive answers, Salisbury tells Courthouse News. Why was the courthouse reporting on this? Anyway, um, uh, pterosaurs are particularly intriguing because they were the first vertebrates to master flight, soaring above their dinosaur cousins on the ground. Cool shit, That's what they think. I was actually the first vertebrate to master flight. (laughs) Ah, yes. The winged cat. Um, Some pterosaurs existed as recently as 66 million years ago, but others date as far as... God, others date as far back as 250 million years ago. Jesus. This discovery marks a third species of the... Oh, boy. Anhungarian? Anhungarian. That's what I was... And Hungarian, who knows? That's so many vowels. Um, my brain just literally shut off while looking at that. It's a good thing this is the last sentence. Third species of the Anhungarian pterosaur known to science, all of whom come from Western Queensland. Very cool. I love dinosaurs. New dinosaur just dropped. Um, my favorite thing about Jurassic Park, because anytime we talk about a dinosaur, we have mm. to talk about Jurassic Park. Is it the, the music? No, it's actually not Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic World. Having and I have never seen Jurassic World, um, but it's Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett <laughs> with running away from dinosaurs with two double fisting margaritas. Excellent. I just, it's just that that Jimmy Buffett's there. Yeah, and he's in it. Jimmy Buffett um, is in the movie, and he's double fisting margaritas. Listen, I have no intention to actually see any of the Jurassic World movies um because me and the crispy rat boy do not get along well um and uh no further comment will be made on that Mm. also i've said this before and i will say it again 
um, there should only be one dinosaur species. What do you mean? There should they had there should only be one species of dinosaur. They had one like sample of DNA from the mosquito that they got out of the amber at the beginning of Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? I mean, I thought they found maybe, maybe. Cuz they got the mis- they got that mosquito in the amber. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then was from it just that, one mosquito were... in amber? Yeah. Ah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't seen Jurassic Park in a while. But they got... That's how it started. Maybe they got more and they just, like, never explained. But I'm pretty sure that's how it started. And then they got... But, like, theoretically, they should have only been able to get one. Also, I don't think that's how... That's not exactly how it works. And they would have only been able to get dinosaurs from, like, very recently. And it would have taken a really long time. Yeah. And they would have had to, like, make an egg and a host... They would have had to, like, have a host species or, like... It would be complicated. Just go listen to our episode where we talk about the black-footed ferret. Um, But dinosaurs are super weird and super cool. And I always think it's really funny how we have no idea what they actually looked like in terms of color palette. And so I always think it's really fun when people do artist renditions of dinosaurs and make them, like, hot pink. Um, Fuck yeah. I mean, they were probably, like, green and shit because, like, to blend in with the environment or whatever. You know? But, like, who's to say really, though? And then I think it's funny when people do that and then some conservatives are like, dinosaurs aren't hot pink. You can't have a pink dinosaur. Fuck you, you don't know anything. Granted, neither does the person doing the art, but, like, scientists know. Scientists can have, like, hopped on these Twitter threads and been like, technically, they're not wrong. This dinosaur could have been hot pink. Like, theoretically unlikely. Because, you know, like, camouflage and survival and stuff. I mean, fucking tigers are orange. But wait, aren't dinosaurs colorblind? I have no idea. Wait, that's... (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, because reptiles, I don't know what the reptiles are. Dinosaurs more closely related to birds than reptiles? Well, then how do birds see? I'm going to Google that. How do birds see? It's <laughs> a terrible Google search. It's I mean, pretty... birds see pretty well, right? Because people well, are like eagle eyed. See... Well, they can see really well, but that doesn't mean they can see in color. I mean, birds are super colorful. And they do, that like... That is a good... You make a good point. Birds see more colors than humans. There you go. So my theory is bullshit. But birds birds tend to be very colorful. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. Which is why... So dinosaurs should also be very colorful. Yes. Well, would all dinosaurs... I feel like the most... I don't know how it would... Well, who know, who's to say? Who's to say? Would would dinosaurs be very vibrant and pretty and colorful? My heart says yes, but my brain says no. Apparently, this birds see different colors than us. Oh. That's fun. 
What do you think? Let's take a vote. Do you think dinosaurs would have been lots of fun colors? I hope so. I think that would be well, fun. So are dinosaurs feathered, though? I imagine they have some precursor to both. I think probably scales and feathers evolved from the same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Because they're very similar in the way that they grow and the growth patterns. Probably also fur. Um, They're just more closely similar. And I'm sure there was some pre-feather, pre-scale thing that the birds had that was somewhere in the middle. And then divergent evolution created feathers and scales. I spent... Sorry, you you mentioned evolution. I spent like three hours... Thinking about crabs? No, scrolling through my likes on TikTok, trying to find a very specific video mm. that I did not find because um, I think it was deleted. But have you seen those, that video of people jumping on the bridge, the the sky bridge? Oh, yeah. The Grand Canyon? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to find a video of that and somebody being like, oh, we should stop them. And then... It was like Charles Darwin coming in and being like, just let them do what they're going to do. And it's gone and I couldn't find it. And I spent hours. I literally spent like hours looking for it and it's gone. Gone forever. But if you see that, let me know. Mm. Hit me up. Send it to me. Or if I sent it to you. I've definitely seen it. I will go through the videos that you sent me. Just loud TikTok re- noises. I couldn't remember if I sent it to you. We should end this episode. Yeah, we're kind of we're like kind of going in circles. Um, we are. Thank you so much for listening. You have heard the good news about where did we even start? Olympic competition. Oh, the Olympics. Olympics. You've heard the good news could, about I the enduring power you, of the Rick Roll. Wait, do you want to know what I think is really the best news, though? Mm-hmm. I think this is f- for at least a year and a half. The last time we will be talking about the Olympics for a little while. That's what you think. Something might happen. I don't know why. I mean, so are the winter... Are they going to go back to... Yeah, 2022. They're happening, like, next year. Okay. So they're not going to delay all of them in relation to Tokyo? Nope. Well, at least I don't think so. That would be wild. Um... You have heard the good news about the Olympics and Rick Rolling. Not about the Olympics, about people thinking that they could compete at the Olympics. About uh, horny crabs and what was the other one? Oh, um, the FAA changing the definition of astronaut. The definition of astronaut. You have heard the news about Line 3. Go to stopline3.org. Uh, you've heard the good news about new dinosaurs. Um, new dinosaur dropped. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Cat Slash Dylan. I've been Sophia. Good night and good news. And I will catch you on the flip side. Bye! Bye!